Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. Hello, my name is Monty Ward and this is the Italian Wine Podcast. My guest today is Steve Ray of Bevology Inc., which is based in the United States. Welcome, Steve. Thank you, Monty. Right, first question is, what is Bevology Inc., your company? What do you do? We're a consulting company and we specialize in helping export brands, wine and spirit brands who want to come into the U.S. market. And I'm particularly active in the Italian wine world. Why do you specialize in Italy? Because Stevie Kim has included me as part of her collection of important wine people in the world. And when she invites me to come and speak, I'm there. So I speak here. I speak at um, Vinitaly. And I'm also actually going to be doing a lecture at the University of Bologna Business School on Thursday. So Bevology, you're offering advice to producers and consumers or just wine producers? Producers principally, but we also, I also own an import company called Bevology Imports. And we're a very small boutique importer. But what it does is gives me a very, very practical view of the issues that new brands are facing and what the needs and uh, desires of importers are. So I spend a lot of my time educating producers on the U.S. market. And one of the things I would recommend to them and also anyone who's interested in the U.S. market, there's a great book called The Wine Exporter's Handbook to the U.S. Market, written by Deborah Gray, who's a good friend of mine. And that's really a primer on everything you need to know of the U.S. market. But what are some of the common mistakes that people make? And I'm not just about documents to get the wine into the U.S., but once exactly. the wine is there, why sometimes do, do wines not sell as well as they should do? Well, the, the challenge is because the U.S. has what we call a three-tier system, and that means that the wine producer has to sell to an importer. The importer, in turn, sells to a distributor, or we call wholesale importer. Importer and distributor are synonymous. I'm sorry, wholesaler and distributor are synonymous. So producer sells to an importer, importer to a distributor, distributor to either an on- or off-premise retailer. On-premise is what we call Horeca, what you call Horeca. They put that program in place in 1933 at the repeal of um, prohibition to keep the tiers separate so that criminals like Al Capone didn't have vertical control of the market. Eighty years later, it's just become this very difficult thing, labyrinth, if you will, to wind your way through almost as uh, Byzantine or complex as uh, the old Soviet system was. So you have to know your way around it. And the answer to your first question, which was, what do they need to know? They need a guy. And whether it's me or anyone else, you can't do it on your own. And the thought of trying either to save money, time, or thinking that because you know somebody who's worked in the industry, it's got to be somebody who knows the U.S. industry cold and also knows about bringing in new wine brands. Those are two specialties with a lot of arcana that you need to know the details of or you will be stepping in holes that you didn't even know existed. So just explain a a little bit about your work with, say, are you working with Amazon? Uh, No. The the reason why I'm – my presentation – at Wine to Wine this year is on the significance of Amazon and their purchase of Whole Foods and what a lot of people, including in the United States, but a lot of people around the world, don't recognize that this is going to be a seismic change in the way the U.S. system operates. Okay, so obviously, in a nutshell, what is Amazon, as you said, and what is or was Whole Foods? Okay, Amazon.com is the largest um, e-commerce company in America. Basically, I guess you could say invented the category in America. But it dominates it in such a way that 43% of all e-commerce in everything from automobiles to ZZ Top albums 
that's sold online, 43% of it is controlled by Amazon. Amazon had tried to get into the wine business four times and failed each time. This is the fifth iteration of them trying to do it. And the irony is they figured out, here's this e-commerce company, and what they figured out, the best solution is to buy a physical retail store chain and use the licenses and the fact that those physical stores are in those states to fit into the three-tier system. Yeah, it's kind of ironic where bricks and mortar shops are going online and an online behemoth is is going back into the high street. Beautifully phrased, and, and that's a huge thing. And simultaneously, there are two other things that are happening in the U.S. that are really affecting it. Number one is there's been tremendous consolidation in U.S. distribution. So where, say, 10 years ago, the top 10 guys controlled maybe 50% of the business with a recent consolidation that was just announced two weeks ago, two will control 55% of all the business. And so the challenge for producers in Italy is as they come to us and say, gee, can you help me find an importer? And the answer is yes, but it's not the yes that they want to hear. What they want to hear is that they're going to find an importer like they might have in another country who's going to take the responsibility of building your brand for you. That won't happen in the U.S. But there are a class of importers which we call service importers who say yes to everyone. Four names of those are MHW Limited, Park Street, T. Ellen Tenney, and USA Wine West. And each of those will say yes to every brand who calls. And many of them also have distribution licenses. It's not the best solution for every winery, but it is a solution that every winery can start with and build on. But those four you mentioned, are they, are they in every state? Uh, They've got distribution well, in every state or not? Let me clarify the difference between import and, and distribution. Importing in the United States is a license that's granted by the federal government. So if you have a license, it's by default federal. It doesn't necessarily mean that any given entity has a relationship with distributors in each of those states. So what I was commenting on that uh, all four of those guys have the ability or have distribution licenses in New York, New Jersey, Florida, and in California. You don't need a distribution license. So effectively, they have it. The point being, you can get an an importer and a distribution solution in the four largest wine markets in the world without having to work too hard. Now, there are some consequences of that, meaning that the burden of marketing and selling your wine still needs to be solved. But that's okay, because the hardest thing to solve and the first thing that has to be solved is the import solution. And the simple answer is there is a solution for it, as opposed to a lot of people who feel it's a brick wall and they can't get anybody to listen to them. I mean, isn't one of the problems with wine a very basic one? Obviously, Amazon and other companies, but mainly Amazon, have found a way of delivering heavy, inconvenient, oddly size stuff safely and without breaking it. But wine, apart from the federal or national or international regulations governing its movement, it's heavy and fragile. Yeah, I don't, what you say is true. I don't think, I think the larger way to to look at that is the last mile or call it the last meter. And it's the challenge of physically the logistics of getting whatever it is, whether it's a 50 pound bag of dog food or it's a, you know, a single bottle of wine to the customer in the same condition that the supplier would like the customer to get it with the label clean and everything the way it's supposed to be. That's what Amazon does better than anything else. They are the premier logistics company in the world. So whether or not they had not addressed or even solved that problem in their prior manifestations, it comes with the turf with the new thing. But I think is a more important issue is wine is just the secondary piece of this. What I think they're trying to do is to establish hegemony over the grocery business in the United States. And wine is a value added bolt on that will differentiate them in a very meaningful way into the lives of consumers because in the U.S., 80% of wine that is purchased 
is consumed within 24 hours. So knowing that consumers are going to be buying the wine for what they're going to serve tonight, Amazon's now through Whole Foods going to be providing the food. All of a sudden, they're a part of your life. That's where their goal is. It's dominance. Not that that's a bad thing, but it's a thing. So one thing, the Whole Foods, uh, obviously being able to have access to and sell and therefore deliver direct to consumers, say, an apple. Mm -hmm. It seems that Amazon is also allowing people to try, in some cases, the apple before they actually buy it. If they're going to buy, say, 10 apples, they Mm -hmm. can try them. Could that ever happen with wine? That somebody, delivery driver with Amazon on his or her T-shirt, turns up with a with a sample of this is the wine you're, you've ordered for this evening. I imagine that's going to have a lot of regulatory pressure. But could we one day get there? Absolutely. And I think it's a brilliant idea. And it's going to take some creativity to solve it. But it addresses one of the two fundamental questions Americans have. And it relates to the comment I made about uh, consuming the wine within 24 hours. What anyone wants, Americans certainly, is they want to know what is the wine taste like? And is it going to go with what I'm having for dinner tonight? So we address the second question. The first one is what it's going to taste like. There's only one way to do that. I could describe it to you as, you know, boiled huckleberries. I don't know what that means. Or I can say, here, taste it. So that clearly is the best solution. The best solution for selling a consumable product is to get it in somebody's mouth. That's why in-store tastings are the best tool that we have for selling. How can you adapt that solution into Amazon's model? Stay tuned. We don't know what their model is. We don't know how they're going to address it. But great question. Absolutely. But, but I mean, you know, some cl- online clothes, re- often it's funny to call them clothes retailers, allow you will come, turn up and allow you to try the garment on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because obviously there are people that will buy, wear it for one night, and then send it back. So it didn't fit. Yeah. Um, and can I have a token? And they'll buy something else, so that they never actually buy for any buy any clothes. I mean, where do you see all this going? It's a little tough for wine to do that. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can't put the genie back in the bottle. <laughs> I mean, the number I've got is last year. This is from the Economist. E-commerce in America accounted for just two percent of spending on food and drinks, which is small, isn't it? It's tiny, and wine is is significantly a smaller part of that. Part of it is the three-tier system, but part of it is also because the structure of the industry is such. It hasn't had a lot of innovation and it's lagging behind the rest of the industry, whether it's Zappos in shoes, and even in the grocery side with Instacart in food, it's still lagging behind the rest of the industry. What Amazon's gonna do is is take the industry kicking and screaming into the 2000s. And I don't mean 2018, I mean into the 2000s. Okay. So even if we get to where we were in 2005, it's major league progress. Okay, so there's a lot to think about if you're an Italian wine producer or any kind of producer wanting to sell to the States. Complex systems, I'm sure many of them will know already, and huge changes ahead. Watch this space. Yeah. Thanks very much for coming in. Steve Ray, whose company is Bivology Inc., based in New York. Connecticut, is it? Well, CT? New York and Connecticut. And New York, yes. Connecticut. okay. Little uh, town. Yeah, thanks for sharing your knowledge and your describing how the, the complexity of the American import and distribution system and also for some of your views on uh, what e-commerce and the behemoth Amazon has in store for us in the future. Thanks very much, Steve, for coming. Thank you. Here. You're quite welcome. Follow Italian Wine Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. 